Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Beef Upfront podcast here on PickSwap Media. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, as always, here for a new little show this week. From now on until April, we'll be repping these out um, every once in a while. It's going to be start to be mock draft season for me here at Beef Upfront. A lot of your teams, as we enter week 15, out of the playoff picture, out of playoff contention. So you're you're already starting to focus and, and turn your attention towards the offseason, whether it's free agency or the draft. So I thought it would be a fun exercise to kick off mock draft season with the Beef Upfront 2023 Mock Draft 1.0, our first mock draft of the season here. As I said, like like I said earlier, we are entering week 15 in the NFL now. The playoff picture is starting to to uh, turn into fruition. We're, we're starting to really see see some of these teams emerge and, and play at a high level and kind of the better teams separate from the worst teams. Got some bad news, though, for you. If, if you're a fan of a team like the Rams, the Broncos, or the Saints, your draft picks are, are top 10 right now, but you don't own them due to previous trades. So that's, that's one of the fun things about this exercise. And I'm really excited to kind of compare these mock drafts. Last year, I believe I did six or seven by the time the draft rolled around. I'll probably do one, you know, right after this, the regular season ends, right before the, the playoffs start. And then from then on, maybe just once the Super Bowl is done and then we'll really get into scouting and, and all that good stuff. So make sure to follow along for, for the top tier NFL draft content that we bring you here at Beef Up Front. We gave a lot of good takes last year and they're starting to look uh, really good on some of these these players. So. Excited to to get it back into it, and I guess we'll start at the top. This this is the order as of um, December thirteenth. So, like I said, we're here in week fifteen now, middle of December, about. And this is the the draft order. If if the draft was today, and as I mentioned, some teams don't have a first round pick due to trades, and then the Miami Dolphins' own first round pick this year was confiscated, or um, they they won't be using that pick this year due to a tampering violation and, and the rules put down by the NFL and the commissioner. So there's only 31 first round picks this year, making it a little bit more special to get picked in that, that top 31. So we started off with the Houston Texans picking first number one overall. I'm going to not take Bryce Young for them. I'm going to take quarterback CJ Stroud of Ohio state. I think Bryce Young is, is the overall better player. But C.J. Stroud has the kind of dynamics, the makeup, the the physical attributes, I think, that some of these teams are looking for more. Bryce Young is, is a bit tiny and slender. We saw him this past year due to that kind of frame get banged up at times. I think C.J. Stroud might be just like a safer pick, and the Texans want to hitch their wagon to a guy that they think is going to be more sturdy and more durable for them long term. Uh, C.J. Stroud has had, obviously, a, a really good two past two seasons at Ohio State. He gets a chance now to go up against Georgia in the college football playoff. I think he definitely has something to prove if he can go out there and maybe even defeat them. I think that would definitely elevate him up into that number one pick conversation. But I think when it's all said and done, I think he has a good chance to be that number one guy over Bryce Young, but they're definitely going to be going quarterback there if they're, if they're at number one. So give me CJ Stroud there. Pick number two, the Seattle Seahawks, who if the playoff started today would be in it. This is their pick though via the Broncos from the Russell Wilson trade. I'm going to have them selecting edge rusher Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. I think he is the best pass rusher to come out in the past few drafts. There was talk about going into the season about him not even playing. That's how good he was. Anytime you can add a, a talent like that to your defense, especially a young and evolving defense like Seattle has right now, you do it, and you don't even blink twice. I think 
they're going to kind of commit to Gino, whether it's a, another year on like a franchise tag or even like a two year, like $60 million type deal and see if he can go out there and prove it again. They also have their own first round pick if they want to address quarterback later. But I think Will Anderson's too special of a prospect to pass up on here. Number three, we have the Chicago Bears picking. I think ideally if you're them, Anderson would be there, but he's not. So, and I don't think a, a receiver this high is worthy. So we're going to go offensive tackle Peter Scaranci out of Northwestern. They recently produced Ray Sean Slater as well, who in his time where he's been healthy has been a very, very productive young, young tackle. The Bears, I think, first priority this offseason should be providing weapons for Justin Fields and then as well as providing protection up front for him, get him some beef up front and get your left tackle of the future there in Skaronski out of Northwestern. Um, I, I, th- I think just keeping Justin Fields upright and protected, especially with the kind of dangerous running style that it seems like he's going to be playing, it's going to be important to limit the amount of hits he can take. Number four, we have the Detroit Lions via the Rams. I'm going to have them selecting quarterback Bryce Young here out of Alabama. I believe Goff is a free agent after this year. He might have one more year in his deal, but I don't think Jared Goff should should hold you back from Drafting Bryce Young, Jared Goff over his past five games, or excuse me, six games, 10 touchdowns, one interception, about 240 yards per game. He's been playing really well, complimentary football, but I think Bryce Young's a guy who can maybe even take you over that next level. You reunite him with Jamison Williams. DJ Chark's been pretty solid. Um, The nice running game that they have. Amon Ross St. Brown as well. This is a a really nice young core that Detroit has, and I think they're missing that top-level type quarterback where if they don't sneak in the playoffs this year, if you slide a Bryce Young, excuse me, in there next year, as well as continue to develop and add some talent there, another team with another first-round pick of their own later in the draft, this is a team that I, th- I think could see compete for the division next year in the NFC North. Um, if not, definitely be in firm contention for a wild-card spot. So really like Bryce Young and his fit to the Lions there. Fifth overall, we have the Philadelphia Eagles picking with the Saints pick here. Going to have them selecting defensive lineman Jalen Carter out of Georgia. It's between him and Will Anderson, a two for the Seahawks. I think edge rusher, more important than an interior defensive lineman. You got Fletcher Cox, Nick Damakasu, Linval Joseph, all free agents. Brandon Graham, most likely, I think, maybe out out the way. Out the door this offseason as well. You need to continue to replenish that defensive line with youth. Javon Hargrave is a free agent as well. I think they're going to try and bring him back. But Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, Jordan Davis, Javon Hargrave up front for the foreseeable future would be very scary for opposing offenses to run against. So really like the fit with Jalen Carter there and and get in a high-level player with the Saints pick from that trade they made last year. Number six, we're going to go with the Falcons selecting quarterback Will Levis out of Kentucky. Played really well in spurts last year, but was also up and down. He's got all the the physical tools, the makeup, the the raw ability. Just needs to really, I think, hone it in. Kentucky, not a real offensive college football program, so I think that kind of held him back a little bit. But he's a pretty mobile big guy, too. I'd like to see what Arthur Smith could do with him. Desmond Reader getting the start this week. Who knows? Maybe he lights it up these last few weeks and shows the Falcons that they can maybe have some faith in him going forward. But I think quarterback would be the play here. This is a Falcons team that I think has overachieved these past two years. You get the quarterback in there now with with some of this other young uh, developing talent. I think that would be a nice fit. Number seven, we have the Indianapolis Colts. They need a quarterback in more ways than one, but I don't think that they'll reach for one here after these top three guys go off the board. So they also need some offensive line help, and we're going to give them offensive tackle Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. Ever since Anthony Costanzo retired, it's been a kind of revolving door there at left tackle. Eric Fisher played a little bit for them last year. They just need to solidify that guy up front. 
as their left tackle going forward to pair with Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson on that line. Number eight, we have the Raiders selecting defensive tackle Brian Bursay out of Clemson. Pretty set on the edge with Max Crosby. Chandler Jones has underperformed a bit this year, but still a pretty high-level defensive end. They need to improve that interior of that defensive line. I think Bursay would be a nice fit for the Raiders there. Number nine, the Steelers selecting cornerback Keele Ringo out of Georgia, the top corner in this draft. In my eyes, I think that the Steelers, since losing Joe Hayden, that's kind of hurt their secondary. They need one of those lockdown type corners that we've seen have um, a lot of success in Pittsburgh before that defensive identity that's always going to be attached to that organization I think adding a, a potential shutdown lockdown corner who can come in and have like a sauce Gardner type impact in year one would be big time for the Steelers number 10 the Cardinals selecting edge rusher Miles Murphy out of Clemson he actually just declared officially for the draft today announced he's going to skip their bowl game as well so he's going to be full-fledged <clears throat> excuse me, preparing on the draft from now on. The Cardinals, I think, just need to improve the edge. J.J. Watt, a shell of himself. As I mentioned, Taylor Jones no longer with the team. They need to add some some edge rushers and really beef up that defensive line, I think, going forward. Number 11, we have the Panthers, another team like the Colts. Need a quarterback in uh, every sort of way. This is a bit of a reach, but if he hits, he could be a, a stud for a long time at the quarterback position. That's Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Um, I really believe in this kid's ability and just some of the raw talent that, that we've seen from him over the years or over these past two years in spurts, all the tools in the world. Josh Allen's going to be his comparison just because of that ability, but really love, love what, what he can bring to the table. It's just going to take a lot, a lot of patience and development. Number 12, the Texans have them selecting with, with the pick via the Browns from the Deshaun Watson trade. Wide receiver Quinton Johnson out of TCU have them selecting CJ Stroud. Number one, you go and get his number one receiver for the future there in Quinton Johnson. Simple as that. Number 13, the Jaguars got them selecting cornerback Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Picked CJ Henderson early a few years ago, traded him away. That This is a spot of need in the secondary, and I think Cam Smith potential to be a, a J.C. Horn type corner in the NFL and be a really productive guy. Number 14, the Packers selecting edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Ever since Darius Smith left, they've really felt that void and that missing presence there on the edge on that defense. I think this is a, a high upside raw type prospect, but with some, some fine-tuning and development, he's got all the tools to be a really nice pass rusher. Number 15, we're going to go with the Patriots selecting wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC. Last year when I was studying Kenny Pickett film, Kenny Pickett tape, he just kept popping off the screen to me, and that's why he won the Bolitnikoff Award last year. Had a really nice year at USC. Patriots, you're looking, they're trotting out Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, um, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers. No real game changer at their seer position. I don't know how great Addison will be. I don't think he'll be like a number one, but a really solid number two type of receiver. Um, number 16, going with the Lions, selecting cornerback Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Really like him. He's had, He had a really nice year at Penn State this year, pairing him long-term with Jeff Akuda at corner would be very beneficial for this team. Number 17, we have the Jets selecting tight end Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame. Have really been hitting on some of these young offensive players. Brees Hall was looking like a stud. Uh, Garrett Wilson looking like a stud. Quarterback, obviously, still a question, but C.J. Uzama, the tight end now, is a pretty solid player. He's a serviceable guy, but I think my, Michael Meyer is a guy who can be a game-changing type tight end. Great fit there for the Jets. Number 18, the Seahawks, their second first-round pick. Have them selecting offensive guard Osiris Torrance out of Florida. 
they hit on both their tackles. It looks like in the draft this year. Now you got to continue to build up that offensive line. You hit, hit the interior with the best guard in this draft with Torrance. Uh, I really like that fit there for them. Number 19, the Tampa Bay Bucks got them selecting cornerback Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunty have had good moments, but they've also been really up and down and kind of a roller coaster ride. I think Gonzalez is a nice young corner, and you can never have too many defensive backs. Even if you do believe in those guys long term, these this is a cornerback I think that can come in and play day one for you at several spots in the NFL. Number 20, we have the Giants selecting wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jig Bat Ohio State. I thought he was going to light it up this year in college football after that Rose Bowl last year. I remember watching him before that a little bit. I was like, I think this kid's got some potential to be that next guy. And then went out, lit up the Rose Bowl, but then this year just was never able to get over that hamstring injury. The Giants need receiver help desperately. Watching them against the Eagles last week, you have Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton out there making plays for you. Not really game changers. They're a team that I think will be in the market for a quarterback as well. Maybe even a team that will look to trade up. But if they sit here and they're picking around 20, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba I think would be a nice fit. Number 21, we have the commander selecting safety Brian Branch out of Alabama. They're really good up front on the defensive line. In the middle, a little shaky corner safety. That's where I think this defense needs the most help. So that's why we're going to take Brian Branch there. Number 22, the Titans selecting wide receiver Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. After losing A.J. Brown, Traylon Burks hasn't been that great, but has came on a little bit as of recently before he got knocked out in that Eagles game. They, they desperately need wide receivers and pass catchers. We'll see if they ride with Malik Willis going into next year. But Traylon Burks, more of that like yards after catch type guy, Jalen Hyatt, that real like explosive take the top off kind of receiver. I really liked watching him at Tennessee this year. And it seemed like every time he turned it on, he'd be scoring a long touchdown. So Burks, Hyatt, receiver duo going forward with the end of kind of Derrick Henry's career, I think would be a pretty tough offense to stop. Next, we go to the Chargers at number 23. Have them selecting defensive end Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. When I watched that USC-Notre Dame game, his motor just stuck out to me. He was making play after play, and it seemed like he was playing so hard each and every snap. This is a Chargers team that has really struggled to stop the run in both years under Brandon Staley. I know Joey Bosa has been out most of the year. Khalil Mack, not the same player he used to be, but adding a guy like this on your defensive line who can also rush the passer be a big boost up front for them. Number 24, the Broncos. This is their pick from the Dolphins in the Bradley Chubb trade, but they got that pick from the 49ers in the Trey Lance trade. A few little moving parts there, but I think they need an offensive tackle. They still have some nice pieces on offense and defenses. The defense has been really good, but this is a team that has just not performed well due to due to Russell Wilson, and you paid him all that money. He's locked. He's got to be locked in as your quarterback for at least next year, probably even another year or two after that. So I just think you have to try to improve everything around him and see what you can get out of him. So we'll go offensive tackle Broderick Jones from Georgia. Need another offensive tackle there, I think. Number 25, the Ravens selecting cornerback Clark Phillips the third out of Utah. Um, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, two good corners there. They got Kyle Hamilton in the draft last year as well. It's a team that likes to invest in the secondary. Add another guy into the mix there. Marcus Peters has been up and down. You never really – know what type of player I think you're going to get from him. So just add another cornerback to the mix. In a passing league, you got to be able to stop the pass. Good to have depth there. This is a cornerback out of Utah from a very good defense, a plug-and-play type guy, I think. Number 26, the Bengals got them selecting defensive end Jared Verse out of Florida State, just a team that I think is going to be leading football games for a while with Joe Burrow. And when you're leading football games in the fourth quarter, let the pass rushers go. You already got Trey Hendricks in there. 
as well as um, Hubbard as well. This is a Bengals team and organization, and I think it just keeps improving. You get a high-level athleticism pass rusher like Verse. You throw him in there for the Bengals. Third down, situational pass rusher next year. Just go pin your pin your tail back and, and go go after the quarterback. I think that would be a perfect fit for them. Number 27, the Vikings. Uh, I got them selecting a quarterback here. A bit of a surprise, maybe. We're going to go Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. I think it's kind of dependent on how Kirk Cousins ends the year because, as I mentioned before, the Vikings are a very, very talented offensive group. Have a lot of nice, intriguing pieces that are going to be there for a while. Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, whether Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison's the running back going forward. If Kirk Cousins proves to uh, come up short once again in the playoffs or fault down the stretch here in the regular season, I think they're going to look for a quarterback upgrade, even if they do bring Cousins back for like one more year. Hooker showed some really good potential. I know he's an older guy. He's going to be like 25, maybe even 26 when draft time comes around. But this is a guy who I think can come in and play right away. He might just need some fine tuning just for NFL system after playing in that air raid or whatever that spread offensive attack that Tennessee throws at you each and every week. I like Hooker, though, for a guy to Kevin O'Connell to kind of hitch his wagon to going forward. One more year for Kirk maybe after this and then then turn the keys over to maybe a high, more high-potential playmaker as he recovers from a knee injury. Number 28, got the Bills selecting running back B.J. B. John Robinson out of Texas. I've had them selecting a running back, I think, the past three years, and they haven't done it. Maybe they just don't value it this early, but I think that's going to be their downfall in the playoffs. They don't really have that power running game, that elite level kind of rushing ability besides Josh Allen. You got nice pieces and James Cook, who I think is underused, Devin Singletary, who's up and down, Naheem Hines, who's been really a no-show since he got traded there from Indianapolis. Add a guy like Bijan Robinson to go with Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox when, when he decides he wants to play well, and then Josh Allen. That's going to be make this team even tougher to stop, especially come playoff time where I think they're going to have to run the ball. And if they do lose this year, I think that could be the reason why not having that good power running game. Number 29, the Cowboys got them selecting safety. Jordan Battle out of Alabama. Jerry Jones loves his his high-level prospects from, from these from these big-time schools. You look at a lot of guys on that team, uh, Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma. He takes – it sounds kind of basic and simple, but he takes good players from good programs, and it tends to turn out pretty well. You, 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 can't, you can't fault the Cowboys' draft history, so – Adding a safety, I think, is a, one of their main points of emphasis going forward this offseason and one of the better ones that we've seen out of Alabama in recent years in Jordan Battle, sitting right here for them at the end of the first round. Number 30, we go the Chiefs. I'm going to have them selecting a guy that I'm really high on. Might be like a few as more of like a second or third round prospect right now. But this is a guy I think it might blow up come like senior bowl time. Wide receiver Rasheed Rice at a SMU. have watched SMU play a few times this year just because of that fun air raid throw it 95 times type of team that they have. But he really made some eye-popping plays. It wasn't just wide open type of stuff. He was going up and it looked like he was Jerry Rice's son out there, just going out there and making catches over top of guys. You slide him in there with Patrick Mahomes, who I think needs more stable weapons long-term. Sky Moore hasn't really shown much. Kadarius Tony had like one good game. Juju, I believe, only signed a one-year deal. So they're going to have some open spots at wide receiver. I think Rasheed Rice might, might get a good look there from Andy Reid in Kansas City. Number 31, the Eagles selecting with the last pick of the first round, cornerback Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. James Bradbury, free agent after the year. Darius Slay has like two years left, but but his cap numbers are pretty high. 
This is a team that's going to be in the market, I think, for a young cornerback going forward. Might not play next year, but for next year, just be like an additional depth piece and then maybe take over the year following. Um, cornerback going forward is an aging spot besides Avante Maddox right now. I think you can really count on in Philadelphia. So adding another cornerback to that, that defensive secondary room would be a big-time addition. So that'll do it for the beef up front. First uh, mock draft 1.0 for the 2023 NFL draft. Like I said, probably do another one right when the regular season ends, then another one when the Super Bowl comes, and then we'll be uh, ripping out a few more before we lead up to the draft as well. Scouting reports, top prospects, sleepers, overrated guys, all that good stuff will be full-fledged on the draft once, once the season fully wraps up. This is a little appetizer for you guys going forward. So as always, once again, thank you for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, and we will talk soon. Go Eagles.